Hey guys, how we doing? Black and White Christianity coming at you. We got a special episode tonight. Uh, got a, uh, another brother in Christ here with us that's going to discuss the topic, uh, do a small testimony, and we're just going to dive into how the devil works, different ways that the devil slips into the church and slips in and uses uh, the people of the world uh, to do his will. So, uh, Gary, how are you? Thanks for coming. Uh, on. Hey, man, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Excited to be a part of what you guys are doing. Um, always good to get uh, together with brothers in Christ. So uh, Amen. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Amen. So tell us a little bit about yourself for the people that are listening. Who are you? Where'd you come from? How'd you come to Christ? Tell us a little bit of testimony. All right. So I uh, grew up in Dayton, Ohio. Um, a little bit of a rough area. Um, never, you know, never knew my father. But I was so blessed to have grandparents to take me in and uh, uh, adopt me, which was just, I can't even describe to you, you know, just how, what, you know, what a blessing that really was. So uh, grew up with, uh, with my grandparents. They, they were in a quiet little part of Dayton. But, of course, the young man chose to go five blocks down the street and hang out <laughs> with the dope dealers and the, the ones breaking in the cars and, you know, the ones doing all the things that I knew I shouldn't have been doing, but I was a part of. And mm -hmm. uh, God opened up a door a long time ago to move from Ohio to here, Indiana, where we uh, live now to work. And um, uh, through that, uh, I met my wife and um, got married. So I met her in February of 2008 i married her in august of 2008 short math on that is six months buddy <laughs> well long story short about two years in we were going to be divorced no questions we didn't know each other we didn't know what we were doing we just knew okay we're having a child and we're going to get married so really rough first two years uh you know, we're both kind of looking into divorce lawyers and my wife says, well, why don't we go to counseling? And uh, as a man, I wasn't going to sit there and listen to somebody else, you know, tell me what's wrong with me or, you know, how, you know, I should. So, you know, I said, well, why don't we try church? Right. Went to this Christian church, Central Indiana. Um, it took about three months of God really just. I mean, the conviction was overwhelming mm. to the point where I had to fall on my knees and just, I mean, I bawled like a baby and I'm not even ashamed to admit it because you know what? <laughs> it's that humble moment that I knew that I couldn't do it on my own and I needed a savior to step in and save me, save my marriage, save my life, right? Mm. Bridge that gap. And so that was, you know, that was like, I've been married 14 years now. Uh, so going from about to be divorced two years in to now 14 years married, is it perfect? Nothing's perfect, but there's no <laughs> possible way, no possible way, gentlemen, that I would be married 14 years later without it, 100%. So right. uh, yeah, I just, I, I, I thank him. I praise him. Uh, you'll come to know me. Um, I'm very open about my struggles when the topics come up or, you know, you guys want me to share, I'll dive right in. I'm not, a, uh, I'm thankful for what he brought me from, not ashamed of who I was. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Sure. Sure. Thank you for sharing. First of all, powerful, powerful, uh, beginnings and, and, uh, Tyreek, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, keep going. Well, okay, yeah, yeah. So, first of all, thank you for sharing. And I'm glad that uh, all of us could probably relate to some point uh, to what you got going on because my marriage was rough. You know, we, we have we have struggles as well. And there's certain things in life that make it even harder if you don't have the foundation of Jesus Christ to hold you together. Uh, and, and that is the most important part, regardless of what anybody thinks. You can't do it in your own strength. 
And, and that is uh, so important. And that's something I keyed in on what you're talking about, because it sounded like you were trying to do it in your own strength. And you finally came to him and realized you couldn't and you, and you needed to be saved. So praise God for a, that. Go I do ahead. have a quick question. So um, in that in that time frame, you said that you were uh, you were opposed to going to a um, counselor. Um, she 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 suggested you were opposed to it. Were you just opposed because you didn't want somebody else speaking into your life like that? Or were you opposed to it because she suggested it and that kind of turned you off to it a little bit? Like, I'm curious about that a little bit. I was opposed um, maybe out of fear or pride. Uh, the only thing that I can say is, so I grew up from a Catholicism background that never uh, did anything for me spiritually. But what it did do is it, is, it, is it made me think, okay, who can I run to? You know, I don't want to run into the arms of a counselor. I'll run into the arms of God. Let's, let's just see what church does for us. So I can't really, I can't really pinpoint what exactly it was, but it could, Hey, it could have been pride. It could have been, um, you know, a little bit of fear, but mainly I think it was, I feel like it was my background and just knowing that, okay. Uh, you know, just having that thought, uh, well, maybe God can change this. I don't know. I wasn't saved then, but I thought, Let's give God a try. Amen. Hmm. Well, first of all, thanks for sharing that. I appreciate that. Now let's dive into the topic at hand, how the devil works. Okay. So how does the devil work? First of all, let me just ask a blanketed question to you two. If you had to pinpoint one of the main ways, um, let's go outside of the church first. I don't want to touch on inside of the church first. Let's go outside of the church first. Outside of the church, how do you see, if you had to land on one, the biggest way the devil is moving in his kingdom that he's here dealing with? Oh, okay. Uh, I'll go <laughs> first. Um, I'd say, I'd say um, exposure is one of the main things that the, the enemy uses to get after people. Um, that the constant exposure to things and that, and that like, you really can't, you really can't block everything. So you got the commercials, like the television commercials, you're watching something, there's commercials in there that's provocative, uh, you know, that promote violence that uh, are, you know, the language isn't always the best, you know, all, all different kinds of things like that. Um, you got the the TV shows, the kids shows that, dabble into like you know now we have homosexual characters and now we got this and that there's all kinds of like exposures being like brought to like the the young children the children they haven't even they don't even understand self yet and they're already getting taught about how many different kind of gender roles there are or, um pronouns that there are and different things like that and uh teachers confusing them the, the, the teachers are talking to them about that kind of stuff and it's like they don't even know their abcs yet and you're already talking to them about this it, it's it's it, it, there needs to be a hedge put around our children put around the young people and even put around ourselves a lot of times we fool ourselves thinking that we're discerning we can look at something and be like you know that's not really going to affect me but um um the eyes are the windows to the soul. If you are right. allowing that kind of stuff inside of your right. eyes, it's, it's affecting you. You might not realize it, but it is affecting you. And that's how you can end up watching something, think you're all good, and then go to sleep and have a dream about it because it's in you now. That That's right. in there. That's something that your um, subconscious mind is going to mow over. So I would, if I had to say anything on the outside of the chair, I'd just say exposure for sure. There's just a, okay. lot, of, a lot of things being laid out. Gary? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I second that. I mean, you can't, you can't view anything, go anywhere without being inundated with this. Um, it's really a religion. I mean, let's just let's call it what it is because these people will they'll die on a hill to tell you that you got no right to tell little Timmy that he can't have sex change hormones or he can't, um, you know, dress like a girl. Uh, clearly scripture is against this. Mm -hmm. a, it, you know, and speaking in, you know, 
not wanting to go down the road of last days and revelation. And all that. But we are told that every, you know, good will be called evil, evil will be called good. I mean, we have gotten so backwards on, on traditional values that, you know, we, me, me and Walt had talked heavily about praying for others. And we really need to make that a part of our prayer life. We got we to gotta pray for these families who are choosing to inundate their kids with this garbage. And let's just, mm. that's what it is. It's garbage. And uh, it really does break my heart because, you know, in the schools, they're being exposed to it. Um, like you said. You can't you can't go without seeing a commercial with two moms and a kid or you know however it goes, and uh, it, it really it really should break our hearts and we should be and we should be bold enough to call that out. We should be bold enough as Christians to stand on that truth because our society just seems to be accepting this and and, and, and he's working in a mighty way through media, through education, and as you I know you're going to get into through our churches. Hmm. All very good points. The one thing I would add to this, and it's more of an umbrella or a blanket, would be distractions. The devil wants to burn up a much, as much time as he can, because if he can distract you long enough against the things that are important, he's got you. And we don't understand how valuable time is, and we run it hard. I mean, we fill our time with every little thing. We never slow down. We never stop to think. We never take the opportunity to witness or take time in our Bible or take time in prayer because we're going, 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 gone. And so I think one of, another one of the big things is just keeping us busy with the world. We're, we're too concerned about the world most days than, than furthering the kingdom and furthering the church. So I think a lot of times, uh, at least on the outside, and I know we're talking about those that aren't saved and those on the outside, he keeps them blinded by the things of the world. And that's alluding to everything that you both have already said uh, in a nutshell. Um, not to mention, he convinces them that Christians are absolutely out of their mind. What they talk about is is craziness. That's that's nuts. Why would you? It's the logic, right? Godly wisdom is not the same as worldly wisdom, and that's what they have. They have worldly wisdom. So, with that being said, let's transition. I'm going to let anybody who wants to go ahead and do script, uh, speak on some scripture. Go ahead. Anybody want to go first, and then we'll get into some of the what goes on in the church. Let's see, let's let our guests go first. Nah, go ahead, go ahead Gary. Okay, okay. Um, <clears throat> so. Uh, if we look at First Peter 5, 8 through 9, uh, and this is the KJV version, uh, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking, seeking whom he may devour, whom resists steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. So, you know, we, we have to be, if we're not Christ-centered, where's our focus going to be? We're, the world's going to grab our attention, right? Uh, if, we're not, if we're not vigilant and we're not keeping Christ as the center of our every thought, of our every action, uh, and everything that we do, then uh, it's going to be real easy for Satan to, uh, to to come in the back door and pull us away from. Him, okay, uh, being whom resist steadfast in the faith. Okay, so if we're steadfast in the faith, then we're going to be we're going to have that strength, right? We're going to have that strength to resist. The temptations of life, right? The more we're in the word, the more we're praying, the more we're focused on 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 Christ. We're gonna have we're gonna have uh, uh, the full armor of God, right? We're gonna have that we're gonna have that ability to to stay strong. Uh, and if not, well, um, you know, we'll end up like the world. And 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 we're we're called to we're called to look like Christ, not like the world. So. There's a couple things in that, what you said that I wanted to talk about. First of all, I heard somebody say one time, if you were in a pretty large room with a lion, there would never be a moment where you would turn your back on him. 
because as a, as a large cat knows, anybody that's ever been around large cats, they wait till you're turned and then they get you. So to be aware at all times, knowing that you're adversary. Now think about what you just said. The devil prowls around. Now the world would say, well, that seems strange because I've always heard he's in hell. So what's he doing around here? Doing some stuff out here. So it's interesting because the world always sees the pictures of him down there with the pitchfork and the horns and all the cartoony stuff. And he's very alive and he's very busy doing things. It was just a couple of things I wanted to point out. Tyreek, go ahead if you want to jump into yours um, or speak on it. Clear, first, I want to clarify something. Are we are we only talking about believers during this podcast or are we talking about non-believers as well? Great question. Uh I don't have a preference either way. I think it would probably be better and more uh, profitable if we talked about believers. Okay. I said the question earlier, not knowing the direction, particularly where we were heading with what the topic was referring to. I just, I just wanted to be super clear before I, you know, before I go further. So since we're only talking about believers, believers, what you had said, you said something very key and, um, and I, I think that that needs to be have a light shined on it and it's be vigilant. That is something that I don't think that we that a lot of believers have on the forefront of their mind when they get up in the morning. Like even as soon as you get up, like it's time to be vigilant. Warfare, spiritual warfare can happen in your home quick. Before you know it, I can't tell. It's been so, not so many, but I mean, like, there's been a a number of times that I can go back and think about it. And, like, as I was getting up, getting myself ready for the day, me and my wife would get into it. And then that started off the tone for the day. Uh And, I mean, like, don't don't get it twisted. My, my, My wife is a believer. I'm a believer. Believers can be used, influenced by the evil one. If you're not vigilant, like you just said, like I, I could be used to offend you. I could be used to offend Walter. That that can happen if I'm not vigilant. I have to be vigilant. Amen. The other person has to be vigilant. So that is something that is huge in the in the scripture that you wrote out. In addition to we like Walter said, we we even and we're not even talking about the world right now. We're talking about believers. There are some believers that believe Satan's in hell with the pitchfork doing this thing. They think that they think that like the the evil, the the bad times and the punishment is when you're dead and 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 now you're getting punished by that individual. That's what that's what they believe. When Walter like it's the prince of the the principalities and the prince of the air. Like right. all over us, all over, and people that like believers will be like, "What?" You know, what I mean? like some people that's that's new news to them. To know that every the second you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that there is a target on your back. You, you, you're 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 numero uno on the hit list, and why is that? Because now you have come into the knowledge. Once you come into the knowledge and the understanding, and you have turned your life. That's one less soul that the devil can't have. And let me explain something to everybody that's listening here. Satan, the enemy, hates you. And I say it with that kind of inflection to let you know that that that, that's how it is. Every part of his being despises you. And when you get um, um, saved and you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have the Holy Spirit residing on the inside, you are a threat to his kingdom now. Regardless, unbeknownst to you, you are. You can just accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and then just tell people, hey, I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And people that know who you used to be and see who you are now just by your testimony alone, you don't have to read them scripture, you don't have to do anything, just to just for them to see how you've changed because you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That is an affront to his kingdom because now people are like, well, I want that. Oh no, the devil does not want to lose souls. He's in the business of getting those to come down to where, you know, to go where he's going. He doesn't want to be lonely. He's going there. He's not there. So that's, that's one thing that we just need to understand that, that we have a target on our back. So the scripture, <laughs> tells us what to look for 
scripture tells us what to look for. Scripture tells us how to combat it. Scripture tells us to pray without ceasing. So when we are doing these kind of things, that 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 vigilant nature that's on us to understand that this is a war. We're in a spiritual warfare. As you said earlier, you said put on the full armor of God. How many believers do that before you walk out the door? It's important. It's important. It's, a, it's not. Go ahead. Well, you were about to say something. Oh, he knows I'm chopping at the bit to to <laughs> I, to bounce off something you said, right? Mm-hmm. You you just became a new believer, right? Let's say you know okay. I didn't become a believer until I was thirty. Okay, so so you're speaking you're speaking about about me, right? And it is the walk is just as important as the preaching because you you can literally you know change somebody's perspective on well you know i'm looking at his life now and i see this 180 and i kind of see he's much happier he's got you know and and hey you know just because you become saved it's it's you know it's it's a difficult road right i mean we you know with what we're talking about here tonight mm-hmm. but um but that i cannot agree with you more it's so well said that 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 your walk I mean, you you ain't got to stay nothing, right? Because they're they're going to see that change, and that's what we got to. Our walk, our walk cannot look like the world. Like if we have to examine ourselves daily, minute by minute, hour by hour. I know this because um, you know I struggle in a lot of these areas, right? You know, you're around the guys, you may want to be crude joking, right? You know, Satan creep into your ear and be like. You know, you know, you want to tell that joke, right? Mm-hmm. Like, no, no, because once I do that, you know, my walk, my testimony is, is compromised. Mm-hmm. And that's a scary, that's a scary place. You don't want to be there. Right. Right. Oh, well, yeah. Well, Walter? One, one of, so with what you were saying, I want to read, um, I want to read something. And this is something within the church that happens and we end up becoming used from time to time. So I'm going to read a little bit from Job, this interaction with Job and God, and then Job and his wife. So Job says to God, um, but stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will curse you to your face. Then as you go on later on, Job loses everything, loses property, loses children, loses uh, his health. Everything has gone upside down for Job. And then his wife said to him, do you still hold fast to your integrity? curse God and die. And then he puts her quietly in her place and says, but he said to her, you speak as one of the foolish women would speak. Shall we receive good from God? And shall we not receive evil in all this? Job did not sin with his lips. What did she sound like? Whose words were those? Because just a first chapter earlier, Satan says, do this and he'll curse you to your your face. Satan didn't come down to Job and say, Hey, Job, it's me. Satan. Remember? Time to curse God because of all this bad stuff that's happening. No, he used his wife Mm -hmm. in his moment of weakness, the bottom of the barrel. That's when the wife came, lost everything, lost the children. They're gone, lost the livestock, lost his, uh, uh, the way he makes his money, everything. His health is diminished, boils from the top of the head to the sole of the feet, can't lay down. And his wife comes in the bottom when he's at the bottom and says, just give it up kill yourself, curse God and die and be done with all this. And Job holds fast. He had no idea that his life was on a grand galactic spectacle for everybody to watch right there. And he held fast. But sometimes within the church, we don't realize it, but God, Satan uses some of the people that are the closest to us to get after us from time to time. And we don't realize it. And sometimes vice versa, we have a bad day and we come home. And we show that that way to it, and we just let it go, and we get used in that way. So sometimes the devil works in those, and that's something that's very, very uh, important from everything you guys have said, everything you've touched on, the way you live, the way you walk, how your testimony can be damaged if you live a certain way or act a certain way. Those things all need to be taken into consideration before we flippantly do anything because we're being watched not only by human eyes, but the demons are looking on, the angels are looking on, the Lord God is looking on. Everybody's watching. But you have Christians say this sometimes. Well, I don't, I don't really deal with spiritual warfare. I don't feel none of this. I don't, 
I don't have all this pull. And I always say to them, I was in the military, right? And in warfare, if you're not a threat, the enemy doesn't really care about you. They're not concerned with you. So if you're not doing anything to damage their kingdom, why in the world would they waste resources? That's ignorant. So if you're not feeling the heat, it's because you're not in the fight. That's it. Yeah. So th- there's there's a lot of people that are like, oh, I don't hear from the Holy Spirit. I don't feel I don't feel the back and forth. That's because you're idle and unproductive. And if you're casual, you are a casualty. So anyway, what was were you getting ready to read, Tyreek? Sure. Go ahead. Pound hey, it out. Hey, real quick, are you guys getting that horn in the background? No. no. Okay, Don't good. Work. Perfect. Somebody's got okay. something going. So, all right. So, we'll make sure. Yep, we're good. Um, both. Well said. It's Gary, correct? Yes, sir. It is Gary. All right. Gary, well said. I absolutely agree with what you're saying, and I appreciate you for sharing that fact. I, I, I didn't know that you didn't get, that you didn't become a believer until you were 30. Yeah. Um, that, that's amazing. And praise God. You know, uh, I, I've been in and around the church since I was young, like very, like, like a small boy, I've been in and around the church, but like, I, I want to also say, I, I haven't really truly come into the understanding of what it means to be a believer until about 30 years old. I say, I'm 28, 29, 30, where I was like, yeah, where I was like, oh, okay, I had this wrong. There's a lot of things that I have wrong. Yep. And to understand, um, <laughs> It, the the Bible tells us to be vigilant. For, for us to be vigilant, we have to be able, we have to know what to look for. How can you be villaged and vigilant for something if you have no idea what to even look for? You don't have an understanding. Let me read 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 9 through 10. Know ye not that the unrighteous um, shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, effeminate, abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, um, extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. If you listen to that list, the first one on there is fornicators. You say you grew up in kind of a rough neighborhood. I grew up in up north in New Jersey and in a similar probably kind of setting is, you know, there's, there's more people, less space. So, you know, the closer you are to people, the more friction there will be always like you, like there, there's yeah, more spread out downtown, of this. Like we grew up like five minutes from downtown Dayton. So you can imagine, you know, really tight community. Yeah. And, you know, but yeah. Absolutely. Walter grew up different from us. You know, he grew up in like a, like more, what would you call that? Like a country, rural, rural, rural yeah, okay. Yeah. Like a, like a rural city. You know, wide open spaces type yeah. thing. <laughs> so <laughs> not to say that things can't go down in that kind of area, because I'm sure they did. But like the, the, the consistency and the frequency and like how often things happen where I was, it was just, it's nonstop. It was, it was the second the day started to the to the day it ended and even once you got home like getting home was even a battlefield sometimes so you you look at you look at these different kind of things they want they the bible is telling us to be vigilant be vigilant of what these people won't inherit the kingdom of heaven so these are these are believers we're talking about now okay fornicators where i'm from that's like that's like shaking hands everybody was out doing whatever they were doing with whoever they were doing whatever that 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 was never looked upon as like this is a negative thing don't do that like just to lay it flat my my mother has um four children by four different men you know like up uh, my my i have three um, half siblings, half sister, two half sisters, and a half brother. And my mom is a believer. I like this. This was from day one. I was under this lady's tutelage. She's teaching. I and I grew up with no father as well. So that's another thing that we have in common. But like, if that's what you said, you did say that earlier. So well, uh, um, I never knew who my father, my biological father was. But my right. mom, my mom wasn't capable of of, of raising me, and so mm. I was fortunate enough. Thank thank God to have my grandparents. So my grandfather, grandfather 
they adopted me and took me in. And that was, uh, that was one of the best things, obviously that could ever happen. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So, yeah. So now we all have three different perspectives. Like, you know, um, how, how my situation was is that I was, uh, I was doing what the Bible told me not to do growing up and, and unbeknownst to me, I didn't really realize that because me personally, I wasn't in the word for myself. Everything that I got was third hand from other people telling me about what the Bible says. And I, and I made my form of belief on Jesus Christ off of other people's input into my life. I didn't, I never really value the scripture sitting down, reading it for myself growing up. It was just like church was good enough. And that's what it was. Like I, I go in, I go once a week and Hey, like that was that, that's all I had for the entire week until the next, until the next time I went to church. So, um, you know, my I, I only had my brother to look to as a mentor type thing. And he was into all of this. <laughs> and then like, he was into all of this. So like even though I call myself a believer, my next closest male role model was my brother. So my brother was into the fornication. He was into like um the the um the covenant drunkenness and drunkards and drinking and smoking and being like not being sober and stuff like that so i mean that's what you end up falling into and the thing about it is is that the the majority of the time just to share just to share another thing like because i know that believers are going to be able some believers are going to be able to understand this when i say it me i told walter now i'm telling you and whoever's going to watch this podcast me i knew that having sex outside of uh of marriage was wrong so from age i didn't lose my virginity until i was 19 by choice like you know i did i stayed away from that 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 alone bothered the enemy that was something that was constantly beat on me like people offering it to me people saying like oh you must be gay or homosexual because you're not you're not trying to be sexually active with people i was ridiculed for that so i stopped telling people that i was a virgin like i never i never i never like um said that oh yeah i'm not a virgin because i had sex or whatever whatever i never did that but i just stopped saying anything about it anyway and i just let people make their own assumptions about it but as time goes on, that kind of stuff, like I said, the, the exposure, I'm seeing my brother do this, that, this, that, and the third. All my, all my friends are doing this stuff um, uh, to television is talking about all kinds of stuff. Eventually, it just got too much. And I was just like, look, I just got to know what this is. So then I started. And once I started, realized it wasn't that big of a deal. My first time was just terrible. It was just like, now I've already now I've started something as before when you're just thinking about it it's it's like this annoyance it's like an itch or whatever and you whatever but then like once you partake in whatever kind of sin you decide to partake in now it starts to become like this nagging pull as opposed to what it was before just something that would come and go something come and go now this thing is here with you it's sitting with you so the thing about the enemy and all the all the things that I said on this list, you say we have to be vigilant of this stuff. This is common practice in the world: fornication, idolatry. But most people don't think it's idolatry. But these, like you know, like these football teams, these basketball teams, these stuff like that—the stuff that you'll sacrifice time with the Lord, sacrifice, um, you know, learning scripture and having scripture. People know people's stats to the point. Mm. And that's and that's where they find their identity. That is idolatry. If you find your identity in that, if you're ready to throw fisticuffs with somebody that's an opposing team, we we have a problem. We have a problem with that. And and right. you know uh, the effeminate, they're, they're everywhere now. There, right. There's men dressing like women, wearing rompers, wearing all this stuff like that. They 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 they're all the way womaned out, but they still have their man parts. You know, there's still people like this. They're, and they can't hide that. that. You know what I'm like, saying? Yeah. You can't hide them parts. They're, they're, <laughs> there's people who are mutilating themselves. There's people yeah. who are trying to like turn themselves into be something that they're not. Like you said, take hormone blockers, all kinds of stuff like that. Covetousness, it's everywhere. Your, your neighbor has a nice car. Now you want that nice car. Like, you're like, there's people, you see it on the news all the time. People are like, oh, this person had all this jewelry on and then they ran in there, they killed him and took his jewelry. 
That's covetousness. I want that. You have that. I'm taking it, even at the cost of your life. That's what that is. This stuff is happening everywhere. And then what we have done as believers is we have polished it up. We've, we've made it something that it isn't. We've taken the church and turned it into a situation where we can finesse people, where we can take, where, um, not all church, don't get it twisted, but I'm just saying these, there, there are churches out here that are, that are, that are um, taking advantage of people who are coming in and they're saying like, um, you know, I'm, I, I've had this problem with uh, sex, I have sex addiction, sex addiction, addiction, all these different kind of things. Like, you know, I can't, whatever, whatever. And people are hearing that and they're like, opportunity. They're not saying, hey, I can help this person. They're saying, here's an opportunity. Or um, I, I, I dial at you. We got, we got um, big, big murals and stuff like that of like, Christ, what somebody's like opinion of what Christ is, sculptures, Mary, um, all the little saints, all the different kind of stuff that like people go to and they actually kneel down, they kiss feet, they do all kinds of stuff. That's idolatry, but that's in church. I guess like, I, I guess we're not reading scripture, you know? You have, you have hit, you have hit on my entire childhood. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm just, I'm just telling you all the way down to Catholicism. So when you're talking about um, exposure, so my family, they were uh, loose in the Catholic faith. Uh, but I grew up going to a Catholic elementary school and I would see the Mary statues and they would light candles to her and say the Hail Marys and all this and that. Uh so I didn't have that spiritual foundation that you had, right? And 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 what happens is, is like I said, my grandparents, they had, you know, a nice little house. Yeah, really close to downtown. But I allowed Satan to come in to my life and pull me because my, my family wasn't that way. I was what you would call the black sheep of the family, right? And I was exposed to all of those things because I was... I was drawn to that, to that, to that life of man. When I was a preteen, I could walk into Debbie's bodega, and <laughs> at the age of twelve, I'm no kidding. At the age of twelve, you can go in and here's this type of here, here's this type of pot, here's this type of pot, here's this type of pot. You get what you you know get what you want. I could buy alcohol on my own. It was a it, crazy childhood. I'm just I'm just I'm just in, and I don't want to go too far into it, you know, because I'll talk forever. I'm, you know, mm -hmm. but I'm just saying you you're you're touching on you're touching on all those things that I was exposed to, because as the title says, that's how Satan works. I mean, he yeah. he 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 shows you this over here and says, well, well, look, man, you know, if you just tote this a little bit, I mean, man, you're gonna feel relaxed and chilled, and you're gonna have a good time with your boys. Have a few beers. A few beers turns into twelve, and then all of a sudden, you're dropping out of high school, and your family has an intervention with you because they think you're an alcoholic at six, or they know you're an alcoholic at sixteen. Mm -hmm. So, brother, I, I I I can't wait to spend more time with you guys because I'm gonna just lay it all. <laughs> I'm gonna lay it all out to you because because you know what? God God is. I'm just so happy from where God and and hey, I, I've I've been saved for a short time compared to you know. Uh, compared to you know those who have had that foundation from 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 childhood, and so I'm still. I mean, I, I struggle. So we'll get mm -hmm. into all this, but yeah, just thank you for touching on those things because that oh. is, it just speaks to me. You know what I mean? It, it really does. So absolutely, I'm sorry. Well, just going to finish this up and then I and I'll push it over to you. Um, thank you for sharing there, Gary. Um, you know, then then we got um, abusers of themselves and mankind. This is this is this is the homosexual like situation that we're having in the church the, we are, these things are happening in church televised you can see it anywhere and um <clears throat> this is all this is all this um northeast there are people that are soliciting money from the the congregation under many different ways and they're saying like god is going to bless you if you do this stuff it's just like it's it's really disheartening to see that people see the opportunity to 
pounce on the on people. I want to I want to add Go something ahead. to that. I just want to cut you off just real quick. I'm going to put something in there. That's twofold. First of all, it relies on the ignorance of the congregation. Okay, mm-hmm. that's for that's first off. They don't want to read it for themselves. They're looking to get it secondhand regurgitated from somebody who is a false teacher and who's a wolf that wants to prey on them. The second part of that is they're relying on the fact and keeping the congregation ignorant because they can't do what they're doing if the congregation becomes knowledgeable of the word because they believe. That's all I want to say. Go ahead. Absolutely. No, no, no. Beautiful. And I'm not going to like go too much more into it. Like, like, wait, we see these things. So now that you hear it on this podcast, you're hearing these things, understand that you're held liable for that now. You say, I don't know what to look for. These are the things to be vigilant of. Watch and pay attention for these kind of things because these kind of things are going to keep you out of the kingdom of heaven. Do not be deceived. You can't do this kind of stuff and think that you're going to heaven. It's not happening. And if you're deceived by these kind of things, I I'm sorry for you because you're not, you're not listening. You're not paying attention. You're not picking this kind of stuff up. This, this stuff is right in your face. Once you understand that, you know, it's not okay for any of these kind of things. And then you start to see it. Now you have to make an adjustment. You can't do anything if you don't know that it's, that it's not right or wrong. Like Walter said, there is their it's their primary objective to keep you ignorant so they can keep siphoning from you and 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 they're they're their um they're their father's children that satan comes but to kill steal and destroy that's what's happening here when you funnel yourself into a church and you do not know not even just church anywhere pay attention to your surroundings when you funnel yourself into anywhere you have to know you're, you have to have your principles and your and your um and your precepts, the kind the precepts, the uh, judgments, the commandments, the your your test your testimony. You have to remember where you have come from in the Lord, and then where you're going in the Lord. And when things like that start to rear their head, you have to audit your circle. It's your responsibility to keep your garden when you're wherever you're going. It's your responsibility to keep people out of your circle that don't have the same kind of um, belief and and standards and morality that you have, but it's through scripture. It's not through whatever you think morality is because like, that's not, that's not how we operate. We operate in the truth, which is, which is the word of God. So that's where we get our principles, our standards and how we operate ourselves and how we should hold other believers to that standard as well. We're supposed to be a one mind and one body. And if I go into a church service and I see this is wrong, 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 it's my responsibility to say something because you have to test the spirit. If you do not say anything to anybody, then you are a willful willful participant in what is happening. That makes no sense. Why, why would you allow yourself to be pulled down in that way? Now, if you tell somebody who's in charge, who can actually do something about it, and then you get to see, that's the vigilant part, you get to see how they react to what you're saying. We, we completely understand what you're saying, but you know, there's just a way that we do things around here. Hey, keep doing it that way. I'm out of here. Don't be a part of that. Remove yourself from that kind of situation. And you want to be around brothers and sisters like what's here on this on this podcast right here people that are going to be able to encourage you people that are going to bring you scripture people are going to tell you that you're off in love that's another thing people can't receive correction in love like i'm telling you you're off in love through scripture don't be mad at me be mad at god period that's all that is to it i'm telling you the truth these are the words of life i want you to live and i want you to live more abundantly and that way you do that is you follow god's word so this this is this these is this is how satan is used using what he's done he's his game plan has been the same since the beginning it has not changed it's the same thing and why hasn't it changed because it works why would you why would you reinvent the wheel? This works and it keeps working. So you have to be able to be vigilant. And to um, be vigilant, you have to know. So that's it. Go ahead. Well, I don't mean to interrupt you. No, I'm good. Because all, all of that was really, really good. <laughs> Gary, I wanted to let you give you an opportunity to share another scripture that you had. Unless you oh, wanted okay. to Well, I mean it's it's almost to a freaky point. I feel like Tyreek, I 
I feel like he's prophesying on my life here because everything <laughs> he's speaking to, man, I've been through it. I've been through it with the church. I've been through it where I go, well, hold on there a second. What, what are they doing? This does not look like church to me. This does not look like a Christ-centered. I'm out. So anyway, uh, but that, but that really does go into um, uh, some of the scripture I got here. <clears throat> if you look at Second Corinthians eleven, thirteen, and fourteen, for such are false prophets. Oh, I'm sorry, for such are false apostles, deceitful workers transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Guys, we are seeing over and over and over again where just, just these, these huge volume mega churches, which is what I escaped. I got out of it. Me too. Amen. It, 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 it's just it's just amazing how people think they they look at that church and they go, wow, this church is just blowing up. It's expanding. They've got new campuses. Uh, they've got, man, they, they, they've got it going on. They've got acres of land and, 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 and they've got 10 satellite churches. Okay, well, that's great. Um, does that mean, what does that mean? Does that mean that uh, that they're Christ-centered? Well, I mean, maybe, right? I mean, possible. Until you get in most of these places and you go, well, hold on a second. Night at the movies, what is that? What? what I mean, what is this? I'm, listen, I'll tell you one of the most embarrassing things that ever happened to me. I went to, and I'll call them out by name, Northview Church. I went there uh, with my family. We were there. We were there for probably about six years. So you can you can understand why, you know, I'm 39 now. I was saved when I was 30. So for a lot of years, I had to, I had to learn everything you're saying, Tyreek, everything you're mm-hmm. saying. And um, this, this, I picked this scripture out because this just, it really speaks to, to what, um, to what I had to go through and, and figure out and, and, and what God showed me really through his word. Right. Um, but, but I'm sitting there and my mother and father-in-law, they're, um, uh, uh, I invited the church one evening, right? And uh, I, I didn't, I didn't know they were doing night at the movies, you know. And man, they, they start playing Home Alone during church, and then pausing it in between scenes and trying to pull some kind of godly message <laughs> instead of just simply opening up the word. Okay, so what? Do you, what? Do you, I mean, you walk in and they give you this. This, this nice little bottle of water and a bag of popcorn and you just come in, you know, you know, with your, with your cargo shorts on and your tennis shoes and you just, you know, Hey, come as you are. I understand. But, uh, but don't but stay was, as you are, but that was, but that was promoted is what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. It was promoted <laughs> to just, yeah. you know, and it didn't start out that way. It really didn't. So I actually saw that. I actually saw that that progress in that church. Cause when, when I first got there, me and my family first got there, um, it, it wasn't like that. And then it just seemed like the more they grew, hmm. the less they started looking like the church. I wonder why. Like the world. It's hard to, once the cash starts to flow, to want to do something to stop the flow. Uh, and, and, you know, I was a part of a mega church too. And, I don't want to interrupt your, your going on about certain things, but at some point you have to look around and the only way for you to be discerning is to get in here. Exactly. That's, it. Exactly That's right. the only way. If you get it secondhand, thirdhand, fourthhand from somebody else, you have now gotten their interpretation of it instead of reading it yourself and having the spirit speak to you directly through the word. Now, can you get expository preaching? I think you should. Absolutely. <laughs> Have people that are smarter than you and that have different gifts expound upon things to help you. Absolutely. But that should not be your only source of the scriptures is through somebody else's mouth. 
you should be using your eyes and your mind to get in here yourself. Now, I wanted to touch on something and I wanted you guys to speak on what you wanted to speak on. But one of the things and one of the biggest ways I think in the church that the devil does and the way he acts is using worldly ways and expecting godly results, specifically in relationships. For some reason, we think the young men and young women, they think that the right way to go about it is to go to worldly places and find themselves a mate and then bring them to church and everything is going to be great because they're about to use their relationship as a witness. Ouchie. I have seen that go in the tube quicker than the drain of my tub because they, they didn't do that. They didn't read the passage that says, don't be unequally yoked. They didn't read that. All they saw was this and they had to have them some, but I want, I'm going to, I know you're a scandalous out here, but I want you to be that just with me, just be the whore with me. And then everybody else can think I'm a, church woman or church man or whatever you want to call it. It doesn't work. I heard my brother goes to a church in Florida and the, and the pastor down there says, I have no idea why all you young people are fishing in all these other ponds fish in this one. Amen. Find your person here. Why would you look into the world and think you're going to get a godly spouse out there? And that's what the devil convinces us of. Hey, are you sure you want to settle for a four when you can go out here and get you an eight? It may work out. Some people like projects. You should try, though. Isn't their soul worth it? Love them. <laughs> it, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this is how they think. This is what they think. And you know why? There's not enough men stepping up and mentoring these people That's to right. tell them, to tell them, hey, look, don't go. Don't go out there. You're going to you're going to reap what you sow. And if you go to the devil, you're going to get what the devil has for you. And that's headache, heartache, divorce, death, whatever, whatever. Because you wanted to do it his way instead of looking internally at the heart of the woman or the man and saying, you know what? They might not be a 10, but they're a 10 on the inside because they believe exactly what I believe. We don't have to argue against how to discipline children. We don't have to argue about how we deal with money. We don't have to argue about any of this stuff because we're on the same page, biblically speaking. We all know this because we're all older than 15 here, that the physical stuff fades anyway. And all you're left with is what's on the inside. So if they're of the world, you're going to have the world for the next 30 years. And I hope everybody that's listening, all eight of you, take this into consideration <laughs> because we're doing it the wrong way. And all of you older men, stop being selfish and train some of these younger men. Don't complain. Oh, well, it's the parenting. Should have got it right. If they're in the church, they're your responsibility too. Because they're a brother and a sister, and you're an elder, and you're a person that needs to step aside and say, hey, look, I, I'm here. I'm available. You guys want to go fishing. You guys want to do this and do that. We're not going to do any of the world's junk. We're going to do some Bible stuff, and we're going to do some Christian-type entertaining. We don't provide a healthy, God-centered environment for these young people, and then we wonder why they go the way they go. And, and I, and I want to just add real quick, uh, that is sound advice. We ought to be, we ought, be, you know, prior to marriage, I know, because I was, uh, you know, I do this. I went the opposite way of your advice, right? Right. So uh, anybody that would be listening, anybody that would know, you know, if you're, if you're a young man, young woman, it is so important to, to talk about your future and where your values align. And do you, do, do you. Well, number one, if you're saved, are you saved? I mean, you don't want to, what, what are you going to do? Marry, marry that woman, marry that man? Because, you know, like Walt says, right, just because she's a 10 or he's an eight, whatever, right? What, what are you going to try to, you know, marry them to try to convince them that they need to be saved? Well, yeah, I don't know that that's going to work out for you. But to not, to not be discouraged for, for those who might not be saved or, or, or maybe, uh, maybe just, you know, Maybe neither one of you were saved before marriage, right? And one of you comes to know Christ. That's how it happened with us, right? I felt convicted. I got saved, okay? My wife followed me one, two months later. I can't remember, but very, very closely behind me. She also gave her life to Christ. So so, so just for encouragement and 
knowledge. You you have to place Christ has to be the center of your life, everything. And I'm not talking about on Sundays. I'm not talking about on Wednesday. I'm talking about put your marriage in His hands. Do it. Do it. If you don't, mm, I've been there, and it's just uh, it, it doesn't work very well. Go ahead, Tyree. I saw you get ready. So, so much has transpired <laughs> between you, <laughs> between you two. Um, one thing, thank you for, thank you for what you said, Gary, because like, I'm going to lightly touch on that. I'm going to lightly touch on what Walter says. Um, I'm going to read this scripture and then I'm going to shut up because I know this thing is running. <laughs> so, um, Gary, you, you were saying like, um, do, do a lot more talking. Get a lot, get a lot more of an understanding of who who you're trying to you you feel that this is the person that you want to be with, do more talking. And I have to agree with you a hundred percent. That like what and, and and what Walter said to double down on that, the talking, that's the spiritual thing. When you get people talking, it says that you're like you what what's in your heart is coming out of your mouth. What what's actually in here is gonna come out. All you have to do is keep people talking. But like when people keep their mouth shut they're they're wise <laughs> to, to be quiet when you shut your mouth you're, that's wise it's wise to be quiet that's why you have two of these and one of these you need to be listening you need to be hearing it and getting an understanding of what's going on you said talk more to add to that i'm gonna say talk more touch less a lot of us want yes. to go straight into all of this stuff like you want to know it all you want to touch it all you want to this no 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 no. like these things are the things that are here to snare you these things are going to be a snare it's going to be a hindrance like this i'm not going to go into that because there's so many negatives to jumping ahead of the cart you know there's so many problems there there's it's just too many that's for another podcast walter what you said mentorship what's happening in the church right <clears throat> People come in. We get entirely too emotional. I'm talking about Tyreek now. Like, I'm talking about Tyreek. I get emotional. If I'm talking to Walter and I'm like, hey, man, you know, I want this doesn't happen often, but I'm saying, hey, man, I want you to get this thing right here. You know, I want I'm laying this out to you. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And he's like, man, you know, I appreciate you telling me, but that's not for him. It's not for him. I have to appreciate understand and leave that alone it's not for him now let time go by that's still my brother in the lord when whenever he comes back to me i need to be there open arm welcoming like hey you know whatever if he never comes to that if he never comes to that or never wants to go to that that's fine i still need to be there open arm ready to do for whatever the bible says if someone asks you to go with them a mile go with them twain go two miles with them like it's about it's about others over yourself that, that that's the that's the summation of the uh, of the of the law according to jesus christ like it's love god with all your mind heart soul body and strength and love your neighbor more than yourself over yourself so mentorship is a revolving door people need to be able to get the understanding that you're giving them mow over it live through life go do whatever they're going to do and then come to the understanding that my way was not working. Like you said earlier, you said, man, I, I, I was living that way. I, I was down that road. I know what's down there. You don't want to go down there. But curiosity, like I said earlier about the sexual, that curiosity just, just lays on you. You're seeing it. If I would have been able to have a smidgen of fortitude is it to just, to just a, not a whole lot, just a little bit to understand what what that the way that they are going is the way of destruction you read this in scripture and you get that you understood that i i knew that then but my thing was fomo fear of missing out i did not want to keep sitting here holding on to all of this i'm sitting here i got this 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 form of godliness but denying this power i'm not going to god to asking him to deliver me from this thing i'm trying to do everything in my own strength and that's what the majority of people try to do instead mm. of praying for the lord to de um, deliver them from alcoholism deliver them from um sex addiction deliver them from pornography deliver them from gluttony deliver me from these 
things. It's like, oh, I'm gonna do this 12 step program. And then after it, I'm gonna get a nice little point and I'm gonna show everybody that I went and spent time and put value into this thing. And this little thing is I'm gonna, uh-oh, I, I lost a little thing. It's just like that, just like that. Now I have, now I don't have this commemorative coin. I guess I better go drink myself silly. I can't believe I lost that thing that I put all my value in, which is idolatry. So at the end of the day, when we, when we're talking about all of this stuff, like I said, I touched on those two things. The devil has been lying from the beginning, Matthew chapter four, one through 11, not going to read it all, but this is when Jesus is going into the wilderness and he's tempted by Satan. This is all what Satan says to him, okay? It says, tell these stones, to, this is Satan telling Jesus, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus had fasted 40 days and 40 nights. Afterward, he was a hunger and he wanted to eat. Like Walter said earlier in the podcast, that's when Satan strikes, when you are weak, when you are done, you, you don't have anything left. You're just barely holding on. He's coming over there to throw that extra thing on your back to crack it. Like that's where he's here for. He's here to kill, steal, and destroy. If he can't steal, if he can't kill it, he's trying to steal something from it. And if he can't steal something from it, then he's trying to destroy whatever that thing is. Like that's how, that's how he gets down. It's a systematic movement. So Jesus is there. He tells him, make these stones bread. Jesus had not eaten for 40 days and 40 nights. If anybody knows anything about a metabolism, if you try to eat bread from not eating anything, that's one of the harshest foods to digest. Like if you try to eat bread after you fast for 40 days and 40 nights, it will kill you, period. You will not survive that. Like that, that that's him pushing suicide here. He's like, yo, do this. Show, show, show that you can do this. I mean, you're like, you know, make some magic, do, do, your, do your thing with the miracles and stuff. And then now, now you can eat that, you know, you're good. 40 days is over. Let's eat, baby. You know, that's, that's, that was the push there. And then next thing, throw yourself down. He told you to throw himself down off of a cliff. Like the angels will pick you up. Like, you know, that's what, that's what the Bible says. Then he used scripture to try to like push that narrative. The devil is a liar, but it's not to say that he won't use truthful statements in a, in a wicked way, in a, in a twisted way to make you think that that's what it is. How many times have we heard that? Walter, um, had a, we have a podcast and um, and he also has a sermon channel where he talked about that. How many times people use scripture out of context? That was out of context. And then Jesus corrected him again, also through scripture and said what he said to him. Then we got all this. I will, and then he took him to the high mountain and he showed Jesus all this. I will give you. He said, if you would just bow down and worship me. The, all the kingdoms of the world, that's that's within Satan's power to be able to give that. That we we first it was Adam Adam and then God made Adam another Adam and then Adam named her Eve so that that's how it was they were here they were put here to subdue the earth and and do what God told them to do they had dominion over everything they lost the dominion when they ate from the fruit then the enemy took the dominion now the enemy is running this stuff and you and we know that he's running the stuff you see it everywhere like I said exposure. Why, if it's if it's not that if it's not the enemy running things, why is there so much wickedness running rampant through stuff? Like it's everywhere, and you can't get away from it. So the thing that I'm saying here is he's offering him all of these things in the world. He has it to give. So if people say, "Oh, you know, why why are, why are Christians or, or or believers or however you want to identify why are, why are they struggling? Why does their life look so like hand to mouth, whatever, whatever, this and that?" And these people have this okay, they're living the lifestyle that is conducive to be able to get that. And they get those kind of things from the enemy. Like Walt said earlier, why do, why would the devil waste his time or the enemy, the opposition waste their time on you if you are being idle, ineffective, and doing nothing to further the kingdom? There's no reason. So I'm going to leave you there. Anybody who's trying to do something like that, that's who I'm trying to tear down. And I'm trying to put my children up to influence the world. I can't have believers up here anywhere. They need to be down here low. I don't want them influencing anybody. And if they if they do have somebody in the church that's influencing a large amount of people, they need to be in my back pocket. And that's what we are seeing all over the place. Walter, go ahead. No, I was going to ask if anybody else wants. I didn't know if you were closing up. That's all I was. I'm done. You're, I'm you're done. done. Gary, any thoughts before we close tonight? 
uh, I, I'm just thankful to be here and bring some color to the podcast, you know, with the purple shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like um, I have – you could just put me on my own hour-long podcast with you guys, and I have so <laughs> much testimony when it comes to alcohol, when it comes to pornography, when it comes to uh, just just all the ways that I've failed God. And how many times I've been deceived by Satan. And I, I feel like I've become or I am becoming an expert on how to acknowledge what he's trying to do. Does that make sense? I mean, mm-hmm. because it's really hard to see sometimes. We, we, it's, it's, it's easy to get deceived. But, but you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll leave you guys with this. I've come to realize... Uh, just, you know, even, even, even recently that if you're not Christ centered, it's going to happen, period. It's just going to happen to you. He's Satan's going to creep in. If you, you know, you know, if you take away the light, you get dark, right? It dims. Your, 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 your testimony dims. It goes away. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so if there's anything that anyone got from this podcast, please, you know, you've got to, you've got to keep Christ at the forefront of everything you do so that Satan can't do his work. I'll leave it at that. Amen. Guys, first of all, Gary, we're thankful that you're here and we'll definitely have you on more if you're willing. Uh, please. We'll, 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 we'll talk a little more after I close this up uh, between the three of us about that arrangement. Guys, we always bring you the truth. We try to push it on you because we love you, not because we want to destroy you or hammer you or grind you into dust. So like always, we love you and God bless. Amen.